Ready? Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. They're terrible. Yep. <laughs> well, it's sparkling wine. Yeah. That's great. what's important. Yep. That's our episode today. Sparkling oh, wine. it's awful. It's yeah. not champagne. <laughs> wow. That is not champagne. I'll tell you wow. that much. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master will present you with four big facts on a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. And we are finishing up our holiday-themed month and really year because today our topic is sparkling wine. And your quiz master is me, Andy. So I will present you with four facts about sparkling wine, but one of these facts will leave you in some champagne. Because it is a lie. <laughs> so join our other hosts, Soups and Tanner, in guessing which one it is. Yeah. Okay. And they're actually celebrating with sparkling wine. Yes. Cheers. Hey. So, cheers. This episode is going to have a lot of the classic trivia information, some fun facts maybe you can use at your New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. But we'll start with the low hanging fruit. Okay. It's a grape. <laughs> It's a two-part question. Oh, okay. Okay, so the first one is very low-hanging. I think you guys probably know this. And then the second one is level up. Okay. Your low-hanging fruit is, where does champagne come from? France. The champagne region. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can't call sparkling wine champagne unless it is from the Champagne region of France, Uh which is champagne. Yes. But then bonus question. So this is a good Trivia question, maybe you'll hear on a trivia night. Mm-hmm. What do you call wine made in the same style as champagne from another part of France? Oh, that's a good one. Sparkling wine? It's got to be a French word. <laughs> no. no, it's a French word. Yeah. yeah. Like frisante. That's Italian. Yeah. 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 Um, it's called crément, so crement. Ah, okay. okay. Maybe you have seen that on a You're bottle. Right. So that means it's the same stuff. It's just not actually from champagne, but it's from France. Okay. So it means like bubbly or creamy? Yeah, literally means creaming. Okay. Yeah. And that refers to the kind of white foam you get from pouring a sparkling wine. Right. So sparkling wine refers to any wine with bubbles. Uh It's that simple. (laughs) So whatever this is in my cup is technically sparkling wine. (laughs) Right. So no matter where it's from, the generic term for it is sparkling wine. Yes. Got it. Cool. Yeah. So fact number one has to do with the history of sparkling wine. So we'll start right there. Cool. All right. Fact number one. The first evidence of major sparkling wine manufacture comes from the Caucasus region in the fourth century AD. Ooh. Caucasus region. So Georgia, Russia, this area? Yeah, particularly Georgia and Armenia. Armenia, okay. But yeah, this Caucasus region, the Caucasus Mountains, Russia, Georgia, Armenia, and Azerbaijan. And part of Iran. Yeah, I can get behind this fact. I'm just not sure whether it's sparkling wine or not, but the Georgians do claim that wine was first uh, made and discovered in their country. And they're very proud. I mean, Georgian wine is actually pretty good. It is. Yeah. They're very proud of it. Yeah, yeah you, very proud of you it. You get it if you're a foreigner. Yeah. When you fly into Georgia, mm-hmm. they give you a little mini bottle at the of airport. The, of <laughs> only wine. to foreigners, not to Georgians. Oh, I know, only to foreigners, <laughs> yeah. which Georgians get very upset <laughs> right, about. Right. Yeah. So I'm aware that you know that region definitely has a long history, mm-hmm. but I'm just not sure if it's about sparkling wine. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah, actually, you're dead on that the earliest evidence of true wine, mm -hmm. so like made strictly from grapes, mm -hmm. comes from the same region as well. Okay. But much, much, much earlier. Right. About 6,000 BC. Wow. That's when they invented wine? Yeah. But this is still wine. Right. So still wine is much, much older than sparkling. Of course. Right. Yeah. So the sparkling wine gets its sparkles. <laughs> it gets its bubbles because it is double fermented. The oldest way of doing it is called the ancestral method. And it coincided with glass bottles reaching this region. Mm -hmm. So glass bottles were invented in South and Southeast Asia. Okay. So then later, when it reached the Caucasus region, people could create sparkling wine. The glass is important. Because what they do in this method is they stop the fermentation process a little early and then they put it in the bottle, seal it and let it ferment a little more. Oh. And that makes the bubbles. And the reason you can't do this in clay is because it breaks. Oh. So glass is a little stronger. But even that, it still broke all the time. Yeah. So it's likely that this wasn't very fizzy. Mm -hmm. So the glass can explode if it's not strong enough. Yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. There are actually a lot of methods of doing it that this was the original. Hmm. Why would they do that? You know, why? Who would think of? You know, oh, we have a great process for wine. Okay, cool. Can I mess up your process? Yeah. So it's a much easier process now, though there are different kinds, and those contribute to why we have different kinds of sparkling wine. Because nowadays you can straight up just soda stream wine, yeah. <laughs> right? This is the cheapest method. Add your bubbles. Where you carbonate it, yeah, you inject. Probably that's what we're drinking right now. Yeah, I have a feeling. <laughs> I want to do another trivia question. So we have a bonus one. Excellent. All right. Okay. So I want you guys to try to name the top five producers of sparkling wine. Okay. Italy. France. Um, Spain. Spain. Yeah. Um, maybe like Australia or the UK or something. Do they do sparkling wine? I mean, they drink a I lot. I mean, they make everything. No, no, for sure. I mean, not culturally, maybe like yeah. commercially. So yeah. yeah, could be. Let's say France, uh, Spain, Italy, Australia. So the order top five is Italy, France, Germany. Oh, yeah, oh, no Germany. Way. Spain and the US oh. are the top five producers. So my three facts are going to follow the top three. Okay, so perfect. So number one is Italy. So fact number two is about Prosecco. Ah. Of course. So fact number two, as of 2018, Prosecco is the best selling sparkling wine in the world by volume. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I could get behind it. I mean, champagne, you know, it's in a certain price class. Right. But Prosecco is a drink you can have in all ranges, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The fact is important that it's by volume. Yeah. Because champagne still makes much more money. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's yeah. top tier. <laughs> so just like champagne, Prosecco is area protected. The difference is it's a much larger region. So you can get those for pretty reasonable prices. I mean, in that part of Italy, you go there, it's three euro bottle. Yeah, they're like giving it away. Yeah, it's obviously more expensive yeah. elsewhere, but it's quite reasonable. But what I think is funny is it's kind of marketed as fancier than champagne. Oh. But it is absolutely not. No. It tastes amazing. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. But it is absolutely not fancier. And a big part of it is the method. So Prosecco is a more modern method. It is tank fermented. Okay. So the second fermentation occurs in a big metal tank. Like beer. Like beer. Okay. Whereas true champagne, the second fermentation happens inside the bottle. Oh. Yeah. So pro tip, when buying Prosecco, if you want to get a good bottle, 
Don't care about the vintage. The year doesn't matter because the Prosecco isn't fermenting in the bottle. So it's not getting any better. Yeah. It's actually better to get fresher Prosecco. Wow. That is an excellent tip that I'm going to use at every party this (laughs) New Year's. (laughs) All right. So we've been talking about champagne. It's time to get a fact about champagne. Yes. All right. So the real stuff. Country number two for producing sparkling wine was France. So fact number three, though typically white, real champagne is made with red grapes. Red? Yeah. Unless you're getting a blanc de blanc. <laughs> what? The white of the white? White of the white. <laughs> yes. So traditionally, champagne can be made of only three kinds of grapes. Okay. And this might sound stupid if you know anything about wine, but <laughs> wines are named after the grapes they're yes. made of. Yeah. I think people mm-hmm. don't know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> so one of the main grapes that champagne can be made with is Pinot Noir. Yep. Pinot Noir. If you get a still Pinot Noir, it's red. Ah, okay. So it's a mixture of the grapes? It can be, yeah. 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 So the three grapes that you can use, and it can still be called champagne, are Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, so those are both red grapes, and Chardonnay, which is a white grape. Ah. If you're fancy, maybe you've heard of Blanc de Blanc, (laughs) which is a 100% Chardonnay champagne. Ah. Or you could have a Blanc de Noir which is a 100% either Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, or mix. So the red grapes. Oh. But it's called a Blanc because champagne is white. See, that's what I was going to ask. If there's any red grapes in there, how do they get it to come out white? That's the question. That is the question. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I trust this. (laughs) French magic. From what I understand, it has to do with this fermentation process. The grapes are squished more slowly. So they're not just stomped on. Sure. And these grapes are white on the inside and red on the outside. So they don't have skin contact. And so they don't get the red color from the skin. Oh. So that's the trick, apparently. That's a pretty good reason that you just made up for your (laughs) lie. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to pretend I actually understand. (laughs) So I have a question. Yeah. What's most expensive champagne and why? It's very subjective. You know, it's one of those things where if somebody buys it for this price, that's how much it costs now. Yeah. But it is inherently an expensive process. Sure. Okay. You're turning red grapes to white. Yeah. No. That is, that's magic. That's some <laughs> alchemy. That's going yeah. <laughs> yeah. to cost some dollars. Yeah. yeah. So a real bottle of champagne is usually the minimum price is around 30 euros. Right. For real champagne. Authentic. Yeah. And a lot of that is actually the process. It's not just marketing and markup. It is an expensive process. Right. Much more traditional. So country number three was the surprise. Yeah. So country number three was Germany. Right. Yeah. And another fun trivia fact, the biggest consumers of sparkling wine is Germany by far. Yeah. Okay. Fact number four, the production of German sparkling wine called Sekt was centered in what is today Western Poland. What? So let's talk about Sekt, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You spend a lot of time in Germany, so do you know sect? I've never tried sect. No, no. I've tried a lot of Riesling. Yes. So you were dead on with this, that Germany seems like an outlier, right? But it kind of makes sense because Riesling is a white wine. It's sweet already. It seems just like a natural thing to add bubbles to that stuff. And that's basically what they do. It's your first drink you drink. When you're like a teenager and you're first drinking, you drink sect. It's very cheap. Yeah. Huh. When I think of Germany, I always think of beer. So of I'm course. very surprised here. <laughs> yeah. No, it is actually. They drink a lot of wine. Yeah. Wow. So until 
1945, which should be an obvious year for why this ended, mm-hmm. um, the center of sect production and the largest wine region of Germany, the German Empire, was Western Poland, was Zielonogura. Oh. Of course, they called it Grunberg, yeah. which just means Translation. Green Mountain, <laughs> yeah. and Zielonogura means Green Mountain. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It must be a really important Green Mountain there that everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> So this is in Silesia, in Western Poland. It is yeah. very close to the German border. Yeah. But this part of Poland now is actually reviving the Polish wine culture. Mm. The biggest concentration of vineyards in Poland is around the Silesian region. Mm-hmm. I heard about the return of the reds and the whites, right? Because <laughs> yeah. of the Polish flag yeah. and the yeah, wine. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. 100% true. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting because the same thing, like you think of Poland, you do not think of wine. Yeah, people are trying to revive that. And Germans love sect. Wow. Sparkling wine. They love it. That's so interesting. Yeah. So you have any things bubbling? (laughs) Trying to figure out which one of these is going to pop your top? Well, see, before the fizz goes away, (laughs) (laughs) remind us the four facts, please. All right. Fact number one, the first evidence of major sparkling wine manufacture comes from the Caucasus region in the 4th century AD. Fact number two, as of 2018, Prosecco is the best-selling sparkling wine by volume. Fact number three, though typically white, real champagne is made with red grapes. And fact number four, the production of German sparkling wine called Sekt was centered in what is today Western Poland. One of those is a lie. Wow. You guys think I'll drink. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. None of them really pop out at me as a, <laughs> a lie. I think the one that stands out to me is fact number one and four. Okay. Number one, the reason why I have a doubt is I'm sure about, as we discussed about the normal wine, I'm just not sure yeah. about sparkling wine. Maybe yeah. it's further Eastern, if not oh. entirely in Europe. Sure. I mean, these are the possibilities that I'm thinking. What about you? It's really hard. I don't know much about wine, so this is very tough for me. I know that some of the facts about Prosecco check out. You know, it is really cheap. It is really easily found. I could have bought it when I bought this wine that we're drinking. Right. Um, so that... Wait, what? Yeah, they had Prosecco. Why am I drinking this? <laughs> I'm going to trust you that you know your champagne. And the, <laughs> the grape varieties is yeah. very new to me, but yeah. okay. The German geography, that one... I don't know how you could make that up. I guess, yeah, you could just change the area. I was thinking with the sparkling wine, seems like an invention that some other culture would be first to do. Maybe the Chinese did it first, you know, like they did with paper. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe it did start in France. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I think it's the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then my doubt is between one and four. If you're going with one, then I'll pick fact number four. Cool. Okay. So... I kind of feel like I have to give it to both of you because the lie <laughs> is fact number one. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Tanner actually explicitly said the truth. Sparkling wine comes from France. It yeah. is yeah. French. The yeah. French yeah. invented it. Yeah. And yeah, Soups, you're right. So the reason I picked the Caucasus region is because they did invent wine. Yes, yes, you were spot on. still one. Yeah. As I said, Dom Perignon was a real person. Yes. yes. 
And yeah. he did travel, but he traveled to southern France near the Pyrenees. And he supposedly went there and then brought it back to the Champagne region and invented champagne yeah. in 1531. Wow. That's really actually pretty late. Yeah. That's like late Renaissance. Yeah. So your fact said it was in 400 AD? Yes. So this so we were was, off by 1,100 yeah. years. <laughs> so I, the reason I picked the fourth century is because, well, it's old and wine was invented yeah. in that region 9,000 years ago. So the reason I picked that year, though, was because the oldest bottle of wine that we have in a glass bottle that has never been opened is from somewhere between 325 and 350 AD. So the fourth century AD, a Roman soldier's rations included this <laughs> bottle of wine and we still have it. You can go see it. It's in Germany. It's called the spare bottle of wine. It hasn't been uncorked yet. It has never been opened. Oh. It looks absolutely disgusting <laughs> but um, because it was in a glass bottle. That's why I picked it. And so I wasn't lying about the invention of the stronger glass yeah. really yeah. was the thing that made oh. sparkling wine possible. It's French. Yeah. 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 But I hope there was something here that you can use at your New Year's Eve party. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So I guess I should have known. That you guys <laughs> well, would get I should it. have known too. Yeah. <laughs> I should have known. Thanks for listening to this holiday themed episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. And thanks for listening to all of our episodes from 2021. We've had a great year making the show for you guys. And we really appreciate all of you listening. Extra appreciation to our patrons on Patreon. And we are very excited to see you guys in the next year. And as always, thanks for listening. I have belches from the bubbles. bubbles. <laughs>